The MomCast is brought to you by the YMCA of Central Ohio, Dr. James McMahon at Advanced Aesthetic and Laser Surgery, and Sequel Pomegranate Health Systems. Mom! Mama! Mommy! It's the MomCast with your hosts, Mindy Dreher, Michaela Hunt, and Stacy McKay. Mom, I need you! Welcome to a new week and a new mom cast. Ladies, I am feeling a little bit of Lenten guilt as we record today. Ooh, already? Already. Why? And it's just, you know, the start. Yeah, so why? What's <laughs> that? That was quick. Well, because you're supposed to, I'm supposed to be fasting, and I had a little bit, like, I don't think I really was supposed to technically have any breakfast this morning, and I had a bite of something of my son. So Wait, I'm now kind you're of, fasting, fasting? Yes. So as a Catholic, you have to. So on Ash Wednesday and Good Friday, you fast. Oh, the whole. Yes, you're right. So you're it's right, beyond see. the meat thing. Right. And so I'm just feeling a little guilty because maybe I wasn't supposed to have a bite of that. I need to check the rule book. Well, and you should you get special dispensation. <laughs> Isn't I, that what they call my it? My like, guess is I probably do not have a dispensation leg to stand on yeah i think you should feel guilty you're either in or you're out oh yeah it is yeah greg's right it's only for young it's like under 18 Uh i think you don't have to fast or over 59 i do know that rule so i'm here today and i've barely had any coffee and i haven't had anything to eat so if i'm a grouch i am sorry one of my friends who's a mother of four for lent she gives up facebook for 40 days wow Mm -hmm. and she signs off she's Uh like we'll see you in 40 days i'm checking out and she's very active on facebook Mm-hmm. And then in those 40 days, she comes back or after those she 40 comes days. back. See, now I've heard people say they do that. And then they're like, wow, my life is actually good. Better. Yeah. Without it. Mm-hmm. So then they don't come back or at least at least not as much. But well, we don't know if we're going to clean you up like that today by listening to the mom cast. No, but just, no. you know, there are some good tidbits that we have in the show today. And I just had to share that. So one of my best friends, Jackie Newhart, grew up in central Ohio and has been living out in California for years. We all, of course, want her to come back here. She is divorced and she is reaching out, uh, reaching out to us for some help because she is seriously considering coming back. But it would be more for her than her boys. Eventually, maybe they would fall in line. So here's her question. I have lived in California since I was 22. I'm now 48. Uh, I got married out there and went and had three kids. I have three boys. Their ages are 14, 12, and 10. And for years and years, every time I come back to Ohio, where I'm from, I always want to move back here. It's just not the same in California. The people are different. People are different here. I would love to raise my kids here. So my dilemma is I have a freshman in high school, a sixth grader soon to be in junior high, and um, a fourth grader. Now, my youngest loves it here. My middle one is okay, but now he has all these friends, and my 14-year-old plays water polo, and he has a lot of friends, which has taken him a while to establish. So I feel I would love to move back here. My brother lives here, all my friends, my support system. You mean here in central Ohio? Yes. Uh, My brother lives in Mansfield, but they're close enough, and they said they'd help me anytime, and I just would love to move the whole family here, and how do you do that, especially with a freshman in high school? I mean, I feel if I moved in a freshman in high school, I don't know how I'd feel. Most of my friends tell me, the ones there say, it's it's your life. You know, you're the one that's going to be happy, And, and thus, then your kids will be happy, but I still don't know how I would do that. That is tough. Wow. Um, Not for me. I, I say, Jackie, come home. <laughs> <laughs> Just come home, Jackie. That is tough, especially when your kids are wanting to stay. And I think that is, that would be most kids. I think if a child was unhappy, you'd already be looking for maybe 
other alternatives. But if they want to stay, it's hard because we know today how hard it is, I think, to make friends and to fit in and all of those things and to be the new kid. I know what that's like, too. That's rough. Well, but your dad was a minister. Right. And how often did that happen in your world where you had to uproot to go to a new? Well, I was thinking about it. Here's what happened. I left after sixth grade. So when I started junior high, I was starting in a new school system. And I remember how I was already awkward. (laughs) You know, you're very gangly and awkward. And then you're in a new school. You don't have the friends you grew up with. That was tough. And then he moved in the middle of my senior year of high school. That would be the hardest. But they let me stay. They let me stay with dear friends of the family. And I got to graduate and Mm -hmm. stay. But my sisters didn't fare quite so well. They ended up moving a couple of times. And it's... It's hard, but we made it. I mean, we were fine. Well, like Jackie had said, her support system is all here in Central Ohio. Right. Every time she comes home to visit and brings the boys, the boys love it. Um, they feel very comfortable here. Jackie is so comfortable here, and she's looking at comparison the cost of living. She could do much better financially here, right. taking care of the boys. Hands down. Hands down. So I think those are all things that she's considering it's just a little scary to uproot those boys because, and, and look at it, living out in California with the beaches and the mountains and the gorgeous, and then you come to Ohio, that's all they've grown accustomed to. That's how they've lived their lives. And then coming to Ohio, but you have to, I guess, just balance well, what's more important. But, but right. I would say then if, if she's thinking about specifically moving back to central Ohio, yes. it's central Ohio has changed immensely since she's it has. been gone, right? And she comes back all the time to visit. Right. But like for to, to live here. So I think you would have to just introduce, especially that freshman, to some of the really cool things that we now have in town mm-hmm. and, and make sure that he's experiencing that and doesn't have a different view in his head. Because I think that's going to be the difficult one, right? I mean, I, to Stacy's point, there's there are certain transitions that it's going to be awkward but when you're a freshman and you were there and you class of you know 20 whatever right right? right. like that's hard that's going to be hard on the freshman so do you think if you're going to do it do it now rather than later don't let him become a junior you know i think it's harder once you're in the middle of high school i do Mm -hmm. i would say that and i remember as a senior thinking you know that's the end of the world which of course it's not, but you, you just you do think feel that way. Yes. it's the end of the world. I mean, there's you know this is everything right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. This is my whole life. You know, oh, you had to peel me off gonna... the walls of Western yeah. North. I did not want to leave high school. I yeah. thought that was the greatest so, thing ever. I think the longer you wait, the harder it would get. We were this close to moving from my small town of only about eighty-five thousand people, um, Decatur, to Indianapolis when I was in eighth grade. My dad had an opportunity to go work for Anderson Windows, but he instead decided to. Um, by this lumberyard, and we ended up staying in my hometown. And I was there was so much anxiety on my part. I didn't want to leave my friends. I didn't want to do that. And you know, as parents now looking at it that way, we want to provide stability. I mean, here I have you know just a first grader, but I'm thinking, ooh, we're kind of running out of space at my house. But if if we move, maybe he won't be with his friends that he is has in first grade and in our neighborhood. And and I'm even sensitive to that. Mm-hmm. So what is the amount of stability you provide? Versus the amount of letting go and let's see what happens, what good happens. Well, as a parent, I think you ultimately, because obviously she's worried about her kids. So Mm -hmm. ultimately, I think you have to, because you're the parent, you do this with everything in their life. What do you think is the best for them? I mean, you're coming from that same place. 
what is the best for my kids? And she probably knows. And if she thinks, you know, where we have more of a support system is probably best, even though at first it might be a little difficult. You know, there's plenty of those decisions throughout your kid's life and you do your very best. That's a good point. So what advice would you give her, ladies? I mean, if you're listening today and if you've gone through it yourselves or struggled with the decision, what advice would you give? Hit us up on Facebook. You'll find us under MomCast, at MomCast Show on Twitter, as well as at MomCast Show on Instagram. Let us know. Share your advice. I think for me, ladies, this is the first time I've watched my daughter, her little heartbreak. You know, like for real, like a real thing, you know, not just, oh, a toy broke or whatever the case may be. You know what, though, Stace, every time they go through something, it bothers us 10 times more. I know. This is like a sustainable hurt. Yes. Yes. And and we've had a bit of a rough year, as you know. She -hmm. lost her papu. Um, her grandmother went through cancer. Everything's great there. My mom is recently cancer-free. It's good. But that's things um, happening to other people. Right. This was actually her own thing. This, her own she, as I told you, I was bragging. She beat some of the older kids at her school recently to make the National Geographic B. The go live. I say go live. Right. As a fourth grader, she won the entire school. That's outstanding. So she took a test to qualify for state. And out of all the schools in the state of Ohio, they only choose the top 100 scores, and they get to go on. Well, the young man that she actually was victorious over at her school this year went to the state B last year, and he's a good bit older than her. How old? How much older? Um, Well, he's an eighth grader. And she's in fourth grade. She's in fourth grade. So she knew that he had gone last year, so she kind of thought she was going. Well, we finally, I looked on the website, and I've been checking it periodically. So yesterday I checked it, and sure enough, she was not on it. And I just, I just, I was just standing there thinking, I don't want to tell her. I don't, because she was so, you know, very confident. I really think I did well on the test. You know how kids get. And, and so I said, she goes, Mom, did you look? And I said, I did, sweetheart. I want you to come here a minute. And so she came over, and I said, You're not, you didn't make it, sweetheart. And she's like looking, well, let me look. Did you? And I said, no, I looked. I looked under the school. She really wanted to investigate. Under the school. And so she just, oh, you know, and you just see that sting, you know, and crestfallen. Right. And so I looked and I looked with her and I said, sweetheart, look at this list of 100 kids. Out of all 100, one is a fourth grader. And I thought that would really kind of help her oh what and do you mean she, as a fourth yeah. grader and all she said was and it wasn't me right i can yeah. see her feeling that and way her she just said i don't want to go to school people i i let everybody at the school down people will think that i didn't do a good job and i just i wasn't ready for how because she kind of lets things roll off her back and she was really devastated and then she got a note from the head of the school and she got a note from the teacher that ran the GOB congratulating her and saying they saw the list, you know, and there was only one fourth grader that used the same angle I did. Didn't Thinking work. that it would no, work. It, you would think it were, and it didn't. And, and, you know, I told my husband this morning, you know, give her a little extra hug and kiss this morning and a little pep talk because she was worried about going to school. And I know her friends are, I mean, they're cool kids. It's a very uplifting group of kids, but... You know, how do you help your kids deal with disappointment? Because you have to have disappointment in life. That has to happen. But without, you know, just scarring their self-esteem. 
Kids are more resilient than you think, though. And I bet you when she comes home today, she'll be much better than what she was yesterday. And it'll keep getting better. You watch this. I'm, I'm really serious when I say when we see our kids hurt, mm-hmm. it really breaks our hearts far worse than what our kids are going through. She'll bounce back faster than anything. I bet you any faster amount of money. Me. Which yes. is faster than you. <laughs> yes. Which I Stacey, agree with she you, will. Mindy. I, I, kids are more resilient than we think. But I think, again, it's kind of hard in a culture where we think we're supposed to win all right. the time. Right. So when like, I don't know what you're talking about, Michaela. Um, my kids better win all the time. <laughs> but, you know, when we think we're going to see our name, and I think we are in that place in time, and that's the struggle, and we've talked about it before, you know. And I'm, Liv is doing an excellent job and is so ridiculously smart. The fact that she did this, we know, is amazing. Yeah, Brainiac. But in her, right, <laughs> seriously. Um, but in the grand scheme of things, it's in one of these moments where I... I should be good enough. I'm not good enough. Why? Because I see all the 100 other people getting this, and one of them is a fourth grader. One of them is a fourth so, grader. And, and, that's, and, and how do you tell your kids when they don't win or when they come in second? Like, what is the conversation that we need to have? She's going to be resilient. I agree, most definitely. But in that moment, did you do everything you could? I think that you did exactly what you needed to do in that moment. It's like the next day kind of situation. I think you probably have a day or two where... What do you think she needs to hear? Give Suck it up. You, my favorite three words. I'm only kidding. Well, I'm and only you know, kidding. we kind of <laughs> joked a little bit about that. I said, you know, this is kind of the thing. You kind of breezed through this, you know, and that's wonderful. But, you know, sometimes we just don't do as well on a test, maybe, or things don't go our way, or somebody was just a little bit better that day. You know, because we had those conversations when she was beating some of the older kids, because I said to her, you know, we need to be a good sport because imagine how difficult that would be. If you were an eighth grader and a fourth yep, grader scored right. better on the test, that's, that's rough right. on you. Think about what he, he right. or she is going through. So I Correct. said those days, you know, one day you might have a good day and one day you might have a bad day, but you need to be gracious if you win. And you need to be gracious if you lose. Well, the good thing is she's going to have another chance and another chance. And maybe you continue to hit on that because it takes, you know, I, I saw a, a post on Facebook the other day from a successful business person here in town saying people think this comes easy. Nothing comes easy. Nothing you have comes to work easy. At it. Yep, you're and right. So this is her opportunity to That's work right. at it. And I told her the young man who had gone had taken a couple years to actually get to the state, even though he wanted school. But you know how that is. Yeah. You know, I thought about that. We as women, a lot of times tend to say, yeah, yeah, but about ourselves. So I'll tell you, <laughs> you know, a quick story. I was a cheerleader all the way through middle school, high school, made it, you know, every year. My senior year football tryouts, I had a horrible tryout because I was also playing softball and I had a knee injury. I did not make football cheerleading my senior year. And at that time, that was, was devastating. devastating yeah. I was like, oh. I have cheered all my life all the mm-hmm. way through. Now I get to be a senior and I don't get to be with my other cheerleading friends. I had other friends too, obviously. And, you know, the football team, I don't get to be part of that. And what I did is I worked my little hiney off and I got the second highest score and made basketball cheerleading my senior year. So sometimes the more you go through the disappointing times in life, it kind of inspires you to do something better the next time around right so Liv, we're thinking of you be encouraged and your hard work this year and in the next couple years we know will pay off yeah brainiac (laughs) (laughs) 
So if you could change anything about yourself, appearance-wise, what would you change? Where do I start? <laughs> There's oh, stop a Stop it. Um, I'll take a couple things from you. I bet you will. And I, I bet I would willfully give it away at this point, Mindy. Um, I think if, you know, I'm, I'm starting to get a little bit of that kind of wrinkly forehead. We'll start at the top. Yeah, there you go. That'll be, you know, G-rated. I've got that too, though. And I think that's probably the one thing I would change as well. I think you oh, you get to a point, I think, in your mid-30s where that just starts to happen. And it just starts becoming part of you. Yep. But it doesn't have to. The neat thing is if you want to change your toes. My toes. Your lines. Get my toes sculpted. Or any part of your body, that is the wonderful thing about Dr. James McMahon at Advanced Aesthetic and Laser Surgery. He can fix it all. You will feel fabulous and you'll feel so much better about yourself. So get a hold of them. Tell them that you heard about them through the MomCast. Give them a call, Dr. James McMahon at Advanced Aesthetic and Laser Surgery, 614-459-0060. You know, on MomCast, we share our opinions a lot and we talk about little dilemmas we may be going through with our kids. But you know what? Sometimes there are really big dilemmas going on. There are things that we just we could never give uh, our expertise on because it's it's beyond us. And as parents, we kind of throw our hands up into the air. That's where Sequel Pomegranate Health Systems comes in. They are a great sponsor of MomCast, and we're really pleased that they are because they are here to work with kids age 12 to 17 that have very acute situations going on in their lives, things that most of us may not have any experience with at all. And that's okay because Sequel Pomegranate Health Systems, they have experts in just about everything that your kids may encounter. Adolescent psychiatry, healing, hope, and resilience. They help with mental health and behavioral disorders. And you know what? They can just be that person that has some of the answers, that is equipped to make some of those suggestions. You can just check out pomegranatehealthsystems.com. So are you ready for the best summer ever? It's so easy. It's going to happen in three steps. All you have to do to make sure your kids have the best summer ever in your family is check out the YMCA of Central Ohio's day camps or overnight camps. One, you go to ymcacolumbus.org and you find your camp. Two, get registered. Find the one that really you love and speaks to your family. And then three, get ready for an adventure. The YMCA, healthy lifestyle for mind, body, and spirit. It starts right there. And we're so excited that they're a partner of MomCast. There's an opportunity for you beyond just registering for summer camp. We have a giveaway going on right now. And one lucky listener will get a free one-year family membership to the YMCA. That's one year for free. All you have to do is go to momcastshow.com and register. And while you're there, you can also sign up for the MomCast newsletter. We'll have sneak peeks of upcoming shows for you and details on how you can come be part of the show, be part of the show on the go. So again, go to MomCastShow.com. You can sign up for this free membership giveaway and for our newsletter. So I'm struggling with a decision and I've been struggling with it and I've been putting it off. And now it is March. And I said, okay. Michaela, you and Marcus have got to get this together and decide what you want to do. So you all have met Christian. Yeah. And um, and we love Christian. Lovely little a lad. Doll. A smart kid. Mm-hmm. And uh, personality. And he has a lot of big personality. And um, Christian will be five 
in August. He's going to be five on August 9th. And my struggle has been, should he go to kindergarten? And I've asked people's opinions over the course of the last year or two. I've gotten a little bit of everything, depending on the walk that that family has walked in life, right? But I now's the time, and I really want to get him screened. So I called to get a screening because I said, okay, well, someone in the school district will tell me what exactly I need to know. So I called yesterday. Oh, yeah, you could. why don't you go ahead and register him for kindergarten? Because we don't screen until August. And I said... Oh, okay. So, of course, what do you do when you don't like the answer you get and wish that there was maybe an alternative way to get a screening? You take to Facebook. Well, of course. (laughs) And you get answers. Oh, man, you get answers like that. Um, So I said, hey, you know, Marcus and I are struggling with this. Um, I didn't share when his birthday was because I knew that that would, in and alone of itself, probably would get a lot of opinions. Um, And you got to know the kid. I really, truly feel like you have to know the kid. So I did. I got like 50 comments on this post that I put up. And I mean, what do you guys think? And and I heard from so many different people, 60-year-olds who thought they went too early yesterday, to parents who just went to make the decision. If you have a smart kid, but maybe like slightly not sure if they're emotionally ready, what do you do? Should I be getting him screened and should I find an alternative way to get him screened since the school district isn't going to do it until August? Which I think, that's my personal opinion, I think it's ridiculous that we're not screening kids for kindergarten until two weeks before they start. That's on me. That's my opinion. Stacy and I are in total, and this doesn't happen all the time, but Stacy and I are in total agreement 110% on this. We went through the same thing. Olivia was going to turn five on August 2nd. And I being, you know, the go getter and, oh, you know, we've got to do this. She's she's bright. We've talked about that. Yes. Today Um, we talked about it. But I was all ready to put her in school. Um, She'd already gone through a year of preschool, just one year. And I talked with one person. I didn't ask anybody. (laughs) Um, And someone came up and said, you know, you've been talking about your daughter going to kindergarten. I just want to tell you one thing. You will never, as a parent, regret keeping her back that one year. You may regret sending her, but I can tell you unequivocally, and it was someone that had several children, you will never regret holding them just that extra year. You're not holding them back from anything, no. but you're allowing them to get a little more mature. Um, a couple things to keep in mind. Sports. Right, Mindy? Yeah, I'll, I mean, I'll talk about that one You can for talk you. about that because people talk to me about mm-hmm. that. Even Especially though lives, boys. Yeah, they said boys um, will maybe wait a year or two. Um, and he's a sh- he's shrimpy. I mean, he's a little, we just yeah. right. and then, yeah. But how that also affects the girls if they're in sports or the guys they may go out with. Driving. Mm. Driving. All of these things you need to look ahead and think about. And I will say this. We waited she went to then preschool and then a year of pre-K, and it was perfect. And she has done really, really well, and she made the transition easily. But she's going to be, but she's going to be eighteen when she's a senior. Almost all of her friends are the same age. And Almost I guess maybe all because of them. that wasn't my experience. We had like what, in that our, was in the normal. Of, you yeah, were I was eighteen. I was high school too. Yeah, like, year. I feel like no, my pack was... of friends didn't start turning eighteen until the spring of senior year. No, not on my. And we end. had Drew. 
Drew Spangler was 18 in August, and he was a tall guy, and he was very, very athletic. Mm. And I always thought it was weird that he was 18. So maybe just in my pers- my, like my perspective is mm-hmm. skewed because of my experience. Yeah, I no, that was the normal. Get rid of that. When we were growing up. Now, my sister has twins and late July birthdays, and she talked to a lot of people, school administrators, teachers, other parents. Every single person said, keep your kids at home till the police come after them. There is no actual benefit, really, to going early. There are drawbacks, though, if you do go early. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about everybody because each child is different. Right, and you need but, to look at your kid. I right. mean, a lot of parents have made the decision to send them. And, and been fine. Right. But I'm talking about majority. And with my husband being a high school basketball coach, mm-hmm. and he has had several players along the way that the parents had sent them early. And he had said to me, you know, it's too bad. If they had one more year, they probably could have got a good scholarship. He needed one more year of physical maturity and mental maturity. He could have got a good scholarship. I just feel like I'm kind of making the, and I'm not making it, I'm not saying alone because, I mean, obviously all the wonderful comments and you ladies and all that, mm-hmm. you know, with your opinions. But why can't school? Why can't schools help? Let me ask you this. You know, why, why can't there be why something would you, sooner? What would be the drawback? Why would you not wait? Why would I not? Why would there you might send be him the early? child no, might you. be like ready, and there are some kids they say they're ready to go. Right. So why would you send Christian early? Because he's. I'm, I'm worried that he'll be bored if I wait because he's reading right now. He can pick up my phone and read texts. Mm-hmm. So keep know? him reading. But and he and he counts by eights and elevens to one hundred. Like the kid. So keep is doing bright. that. But you can keep doing that. See, and Liv was the same exact way. And I don't know if curriculum is the right word. But in that case, you know, there's preschool and then there's pre-K. Right. And there are differences. So, you know, you can look at that. But, you know, there are also, I think there are ways that you can privately screen your child and and see what they have to say to you. And then, you know, you can make that decision Mm because, you know, you don't want to be rushed into making the decision. And you want to make the right decision for your child. Waiting, you know, may not be right for Christian, but with so many people waiting for other reasons, yeah, it just, you know, it's it's good to know what the ages of all the kids tend to be. And I would say more than half tend to be older. There's no doubt. Kylan and Cameron are both October birthdays, so they are on the older end for their grade. And I'm so glad. And that's a boy and a girl. But I and I only did preschool one year and it was only every other day. And we did half-day kindergarten. So that was perfect for me. That wasn't a lot of schooling. And they are rocking it at school right now. As a high schooler, Kylan has only received one B. And it's a college prep, hardcore academic school. So a lot of it is what you do at home with them, too. You know? And obviously, well, he's Christian's already doing right that. Now, so right. Well, in my situation was different. We went to full-time, five-day-a-week kindergarten. I mean, we went from preschool a couple days a week. And just hit it, hit the ground running, and she was fine. And everybody's different. She was fine with it. I wasn't. I was not ready to have them go full day kindergarten. Well, I wasn't ready, but she was. <laughs> so, yeah, but see, moms yeah, come first. I know, especially when I they're kindergartners. Like no kids. I you are staying cried. with me. <laughs> <laughs> and it worked out. It really did. It worked out great. I had so much fun, and I know you guys did too. Last weekend when we taped the mom cast. Out at the embassy for 20 Outstanding Women. Just because of listening, the moms that we talked to, they had some outrageous 
fun stories. Very good. About things their kids did while growing up. And I thought, huh, what was one of the funniest or oddest things Kylan and Cameron did? And it hit me. Kylan and Cameron were probably three and four at the time. The kids were all downstairs playing. And Cammie comes running up the stairs. And she's like, Mom, Kylan cut my hair. Well, you don't understand. That long blonde hair of Cammie has always been her staple. Mm -hmm. And when she was little, she was more hair than body. (laughs) And I'm looking at her and I'm like, Cameron, I see your hair. He did not cut your hair. The doorbell rings. She turns around to go get the door. (gasps) Sure enough, if there wasn't a big chunk (gasps) of hair, and I brought pictures and the hair that I saved with lawn shears. And I'm showing them pictures of Cameron in the back of her hair that my son cut her beautiful blonde hair. Instantly, my two friends, who I was writing for, ran down the basement to see if their kids had their hair cut. Yes. So that was the thing that stands out in my mind. How did they get a hold of lawn chairs? Because they were down the basement. We had things like, listen, I talked. (laughs) I was like, oh. We're going to talk about this on the air. In their toy box. And then we're going to be (laughs) called, you know, Children's Services is going to call. But no, yeah, that was wild. And I will show those pictures. You need to scan. Yeah, yeah, get those on. To show on MomCast. Is that crazy? Oh really? My oh, Instagram just took a one. hack right out of Cammy's beautiful blonde hair, and he was proud and of it. Still, so, and so this is like the first haircut that you have in this bag <laughs> yeah. that you brought into us today. Yeah. But she handled it like a champ. She's just like, "Yeah, Mom, Kylan cut my hair." Oh no, he didn't. She turns around. <gasps> Kylan, wait, wait, where do you keep that? <laughs> yeah, where do you keep this hair? <laughs> Locked away in a bag in a drawer. So anytime I needed it. I can whip it out. What, what do you need it for? To remind them of what Just, they did? A, it was a funny moment. Oh my I will gosh. keep this forever. Graduation days roll around. Guess what I'm whipping out? That is so strange. That's weird. You can put it up on our bulletin board <laughs> with her collage of pictures when she graduates. And this like a whole... It's a very like, pretty color. It is gorgeous. Some <laughs> so, of us would love to get close to that color. Right? Yeah. You at home listening or in your car listening, if you have one of those moments that your kids did something crazy, please share them with us. That's the fun of MomCast. It truly is. Um, And you can hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, like I mentioned. And before we go, I just wanted to say congratulations, Stacey McKay, because we didn't know this at the time we taped our last broadcast. She was named one of the 20 Outstanding Women last week. And And it was a surprise to Stacey. It was. And to see that happen there after we'd recorded the show and your reaction, um, it is so deserved, and you've done so much for this community, oh, well. and what you've done as a professional, um, and what you've done She's in your personal cry. life. No, I just wanted to tell <laughs> people you. that this happened because we weren't able to talk about it last. Thank time. you. That's very sweet, and it was very unexpected and unnecessary. Um, but, but it was cool. It was but a I nice think thing, that but. the amazing thing about Twenty Outstanding Women is, um, and this was the the final year. Ten mm-hmm. years are going to move. They're going to do something with kids next yes, year. Sunny, which is that. awesome. But. The reason I bring it up and the reason I think it's so important, too, is because we must honor the women in our lives that are doing great things. And you've done great things and you've you've helped this community and all these other women did, too. So that's the reason it's important to well, talk about. Well, thank you. But you both have that coming right back at you. Oh, whatever. I mean, we're all very Just say thank you and move on, Stace. We, we just are, though. <laughs> we, we, no, you're right. I we have are, to say that. But thank you. We are you. in our community, yeah. But yes, that was... Uh, yeah. They saved the best for last. <laughs> they did. Care. They truly did. Yeah. So we hope you all have an excellent rest of the week, and we will talk to you next week right here on MomCast.